So I had uh, plenty of time to think and pray about what I wanted to preach on for this first Sunday of Advent. The first Sunday of Advent, we begin making our way to the celebration of Jesus' birth. This miraculous event that we call Christmas. And I got to thinking, because I, I saw, as I often do, uh, something on Discovery Channel. I had a lot of time to sit and watch Discovery Channel. About the birth of Jesus Christ. And the inference was that Christmas was something that the early church decided to put on December 25th because the pagan culture had celebrations around that day and they wanted to capture the festive spirit of the people for the church. I know you've probably heard that before. I think I, I, I have even at one point in my life, up until not too long ago, believed that to be the case. I saw an interesting article in Biblical Archaeology. It was an article about when Jesus was born. According to the archaeological studies, according to the historians, a lot of back and forth by historians and theologians as to when Jesus was actually born. As to when exactly did the advent, the coming of the Christ child, occur. Some have said that the early church decided December 25th so that the celebration could occur on established pagan feast days such as the Roman festival of Saturnalia or the feast of the sun god Saul. See, the problem with the myth is that Saturnalia was never, ever in history, ever celebrated on December 25th. And the sun god feast, it didn't even come into being until much later after the establishment of Christmas on December 25th. And early, ancient, third century Christian author and historian, Hippolytus of Rome, is perhaps best known for his works called Canon and Chronicon. And in these works, he records the dates of all past and future Passovers and Easter Sundays. His work records the conception of Jesus on Passover, April 2nd, 2 B.C. That would put Jesus' birth approximately nine months later around the end of December. 
And so in his work, Hippolytus writes that Jesus was born precisely nine months after the vernal equinox of the Roman calendar on the day of the Roman winter solstice, which was December 25th. Now, Hippolytus is not the only Christian writer to come to this conclusion. Most of his contemporaries supported the idea that sacred happenings would literally be spotlighted by God using his created cycles of the sun and the moon, the solar equinox, the lunar Passover, or both. And so the oldest and strongest traditions agree that Jesus was conceived on Passover, which makes December 25th a strong possibility for the day of Jesus's actual birth. Now, why is that important? See, I tell you all that to say that despite the naysayers and the pompous academics thinking themselves wise, we pretty well know the day and hour that the first advent of Jesus occurred. On the darkest night of the year, the winter solstice, the light of Christ broke into the world of men and brought forth the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that is only possible with the coming of the Christ. And it's this first Advent that we're celebrating here today. It's, it's the Advent we know. It's the Advent we love and cherish. It is the beginning of our blessed hope, the hope of goodwill and peace towards men. It's the reason why we lit that first candle, angel, was because of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. The first Advent, the coming of the Christ child is important. Our gospel today in Matthew talks about the second advent. The second coming of Christ, which is yet to occur. Because you've heard me say it every advent for the past eight years, the purpose of the first advent of the Christ child was to prepare the way for the coming, the second advent of Christ the king. And so that's what our gospel in Matthew talks about this morning. Hear what Matthew writes. Jesus said, but about that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the son, but the father alone. For the coming of the son of man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So will the coming of the Son of Man be. At that time, there will be two men in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. But be sure of this, 
that if the head of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. For this reason, you must be ready as well. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. Jesus is coming. Is there any doubt in anybody's mind that Jesus is coming again? The second advent of Christ is imminent. We don't know the exact hour. We don't know the date. We don't know the time. Jesus himself doesn't know the date or time. Only the Father knows. And so Jesus is saying to us this morning, the exact hour and day, no one knows. Not even heaven's angels, not even me, Jesus says. Only the Father knows. He says that the arrival of the Son of Man will take place just like in Noah's day. Before the great flood, everybody was carrying on as usual. They're having a good time right up to the day that Noah boarded the ark. They didn't know anything until the flood hit and swept them away. Jesus says the son of man's arrival will be just like that. Two men working in the field, one gone, the other left behind. Two women grinding at the mill, one taken, one left behind. And so Jesus is saying to us, stay awake, stay alert. You have no idea what day the master will show up, but you do know this. You know that if the homeowner had known what time of night the burglar would arrive, he would have been up there with his dogs to prevent the break-in. Jesus is saying, be vigilant just like that because you have no idea when I'm going to show up. And so Jesus is telling us, you and me, in this Advent season, on this first Sunday of Advent, that we need to get things ready for his imminent return. And when Jesus ascended to go be with the Father at his right hand, he appointed the church to prepare the way for his second coming. The church, that's you and me. It's our responsibility. Paul knew it. He told us in Romans 13, 11 through 14, that the hour is not just coming, it's upon us already. It's past time to be ready. We have to be ready now. Listen to what Paul writes in Romans 13. Do this, knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep, for now salvation is nearer to us than when we first believed. The night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let's rid ourselves of the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let's behave properly as in the day. Not in carousing and drunkenness. Not in sexual promiscuity and debauchery, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ 
and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. See, Paul's saying to us, make sure you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of your everyday today obligations that you lose track of what time it really is and doze off oblivious to what God is doing. See, the night is about over. Dawn is about to break. And so we have to be up and awake to what God is doing. God's putting on the finishing touches on the salvation work that he began when we first believed. We can't afford to waste a minute. We can't squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence and in doing things of the flesh and bickering and grabbing up everything in sight. No, Paul says, get out of bed, get dressed, don't loiter and linger. Don't wait until the very last minute. Dress yourselves up in Christ right now. Be up and about your father's business. Because Advent is all about preparation. Advent is about getting ready. It's getting our hearts and our minds right, getting our affairs in order, being about the work of the kingdom, planting the seeds, growing and nurturing the plants, harvesting the crop, moving it into God's storehouses. Advent is preparation for the coming of the king. Don't focus so much on the Christmas event and miss the preparation of Advent. The event's going to get here. The question is, are you prepared? Are those that you love prepared? Is everyone in your sphere of influence prepared for the coming of the King? And so this first Sunday of Advent, I call you the church to be the voice of one calling out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. That was the call of John the Baptist for the coming of the ministry of Christ on the earth. See, his whole purpose was to prepare us for the second coming. Are you prepared? Are those you love and care about prepared? When I stand before you on December 4th, we will have crossed a major threshold in our spiritual walk together. We will have affirmed and brought to fruition through the leading of the Holy Spirit 
And by the grace of God Almighty, we will have walked out of the darkness into the light. We will have made a statement. A witness for the sovereignty of Jesus Christ. For the authority of Scripture. And for the tradition 2,000 plus years in the making of the church on earth preparing the way for the second coming. And we will continue that mission under a new banner. But it's the same banner that we have always as a church family professed Jesus Christ as head of this church. I know it's nine o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and I know it's early and I know there's, there's fatigue from, from Thanksgiving and from the holiday cooking and family and travel and, and just everything that goes with the holiday. But I, I want this first Sunday of Advent for you to be an opportunity to start to build momentum towards the end of this Advent season and the beginning of the Christmas season. You didn't realize it, but the Christmas season doesn't actually begin until Christmas. We're in Advent now. Preparation time. Christmas season carries on until Epiphany in January. Think about the cycles that God the Creator uses to add emphasis and momentum to His spiritual seasons. <coughs> Think about God orchestrating that the light of Christ would enter the world on the darkest day of the year. The winter solstice. The winter solstice when things in the world are dying down and, and life and, and is waning and darkness is looming. Only God could burst into that with the light of Christ in such a magnificent way. This is exactly the time when you will emerge from the darkness and step foot into the light of your new direction. A new denomination. Is that happenstance? Is that a coincidence? No, this is orchestrated by God himself. And so this first Advent, as we're recovering from Thanksgiving holiday, and, and I don't know who participated in, in, in Black Friday. Uh, you won't find me anywhere near a retail store on Black Friday. But I know some of you like retail therapy, and so... If you had all that going on and now it's Sunday morning and you're feeling just a little bit run down, I'm telling you, 
Use this as a kickoff for the Advent season. Regain that energy and spiritual enthusiasm because I'm here to tell you, you're about to embark on such a fantastic journey. Advent's just the preparation. And by the time we get to New Year's Day, when we're officially a global Methodist church, get a brand new sign out front. Things are going to be new again. See, I am making all things new. See, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Oh, it's okay to be tired, but don't let that tiredness steal your joy and enthusiasm. I've been sick all week, but I've been chomping at the bit to get back here to church. I pray that that enthusiasm becomes infectious. That that Holy Spirit fire begins to just heat up and well up within you and you come to church and Bible study and all those church activities and you just feel that fire building in you. And then Christmas Eve, we'll have such a joyous time in here. It's going to be amazing. Christmas falls on Sunday. That's not an accident either. New Year's Day, our first day as a GMC church, is a Sunday. All kinds of opportunities. Invite a friend. I posted our service this morning in Splendora, folks, at 4.30 in the morning. Took the admin exactly 30 minutes to approve it and get it posted out there. By the time church started, we had five people that had looked at it. I don't let numbers bother me. Who knows? Those five people, they may have never darkened the door of that church, but I guarantee you, they saw that pretty tinfoil picture that was below that post and they got to thinking, what is that all about? Seems to me I remember back in the day I used to go to church. Haven't been to church in years. They may have just closed that Facebook post right then and there, but I have faith that the Holy Spirit will continue to work on whoever saw that. You have faith too. You pray about those people too that saw that. Because I'm going to post another one next Sunday at 4.30 in the morning for Advent too. And who knows, maybe 10 people will see it. My point is that this is the start of something and we all have to be engaged in it together. What can I do to help build the church, Pastor? Pray. See a post, share a post. Spread the word. We want people to be engaged with the living Christ. And this is as good as place as any that has a cross above the door. Enough said. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Final hymn this morning, O Come, O Come Emmanuel.